Welcome to episode 57 of Wrestling with Theology. I am Pastor Doug Minton, here today as the fifth Wednesday for another edition of Wrestle Extravaganza. So what I've decided to do for at least the years 20 and 21 is to go back through some of the great series of supercards from all the territories, uh, WWE, WCW, and all that. I'm going to start today with where I call the beginning of the golden age of professional wrestling, which is world-class championships wrestling's Christmas Star Wars 1982. But that was the second Star Wars that... <clears throat> that was the second Star Wars that Fritz threw. The first one was in 1981, and it became a annual thing. And then after 82, it had gotten so popular that they did four a year. So they did Christmas, Independence Day, Labor Day, and Thanksgiving. These were basically world-classes pay-per-views back in the 80s. They ran from 1981 to 1987. The first Christmas Star Wars was Christmas Day, Dallas, Texas, Reunion Arena, 1981, and the biggest match on that card was the Great Kabuki beating Fritz Von Erich in a Texas death match. Not much there, but you have to start somewhere. So then we move on to 1982, Christmas Star Wars, the beginning of the golden age of professional wrestling. Two big matches that differentiated between the wrestling that happened before and professional wrestling ever after. The first one was the first title match for the world-class six-man tag team championships. Won by Michael Hayes, Terry Gordy, and David Von Erich. David subbed in for Buddy Roberts, and when, when the new year came in 1983, Buddy Roberts took that share of the title. A little bit later in the card, Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy grab a shower, because they're in the main event. NWA World Heavyweight title match between Ric Flair and Kerry Von Erich. A no disqualification cage match. Where Michael Hayes was a special referee along with David Manning. And Terry Gordy was the gatekeeper for the door. This is the great match that has been... The ending has been done so many times... It's now become more of a high spot in a match instead of the end. Where this is the first time anybody's head was slammed into the cage door. Or actually had the cage door slammed on it. As Terry Gordy slammed the door on Kerry Von Erich's head to initiate the Freebirds going from being baby faces as they had been throughout their career to being the dominant heels in world class for years to come. That was the moment that it all changed. So we move into Independence Day Star Wars 1983. The convention center in Fort Worth. Again, mostly Von Erich, Freebird, because they were building up that feud. But the other one was the Texas heavyweight title match. It had been held up. It had been given and stripped and given and stripped for months. Finally, there had to be a winner. David Von Erich beat Jimmy Garvin to win the held-up title. And again, 
1983 was primarily just Freebird Von Erich because Labor Day Star Wars was all Freebird Von Erich. Carrie Von Erich and Michael Hayes in a country whipping match. David Von Erich against Terry Gordy for the Texas title. Kevin Von Erich versus Jimmy Garvin for the American heavyweight title. The six-man tag team titles up for grabs as the Freebirds defended against the Von Erich brothers. And then somewhere in all this, I'm not exactly sure where the whole head-shaving incident happens. I forget where that does. But then you also have Iceman King Parsons beating Buddy Roberts in the last match of the card. We move to Thanksgiving in the first of the Loser Leave Town Steel Cage matches where Kerry Von Erich penned Michael Hayes. Why? This was a build-up because the Freebirds were going to go to WWF at the time, but then that all fell through. Christmas 1983. Again, great match for a Von Erich as David Von Erich beat Ric Flair in a world heavyweight title match by disqualification. Independence Day 1984. We had the convention center in Fort Worth rocking as where the Freebirds won back the six-man tag team titles from the Von Erichs. Iceman King Parsons pinned his former tag team partner, Wild Bill Irwin. As a result of that match, Parsons won the American tag team titles and chose Buck Zumoff as his tag team partner. And then one of the greatest mixed tag team cage matches of all time where Chris Adams and Stella Mae French beat Jimmy Garvin and Precious after Adams penned Garvin. After the Independence Day Star Wars, things started taking a little bit of a different direction in world class. Taking a little bit away from the Freebird Von Erich feud. As Labor Day, 1984, Convention Center in Fort Worth once again. Kerry Von Erich beat Butch Reed via disqualification in an arm wrestling match. Exactly how that happened, I am not sure. But that was the way that went down. Then you have also Gino Hernandez making his big surge in 1984. And at Labor Day Star Wars, he penned Mike Von Erich to win the American heavyweight title. Again, why Mike was ever allowed to hold a title, much less get in the ring, beyond me. And because Mike was in that match, and David was dead, Kerry and Kevin Von Erich were in a handicapped steel cage loser leave town elimination match for the World Six-Man Tag Team titles, where Kerry and all three Freebirds were pinned. This was also in anticipation of Kerry either going to Japan or a first attempt at WWF. Because those were the two places that people went from Texas. Thanksgiving 1984. Mike Von Erich beat then-Texas champ Gino Hernandez by disqualification. 
Terry Gordy beat Killer Khan in a Texas death match with Kerry Von Erich as the guest referee. And then Chris Adams cemented his turn against the Von Erichs as he beat Kevin in a no disqualification match. Christmas 1984 was probably the biggest of the cards. It is the peak and pinnacle of it and then things start going downhill, much like things started going downhill in world class after 1984. At, you have two big title matches going on at Christmas 1984. You have the American Tag Team Champions, the Fantastics, beating the challenge of the Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton and Dennis Condry. And then you had Kerry Von Erich once again beating Ric Flair for the World Heavyweight title, but it's taken back because of Flair getting himself disqualified. Flair is the dirtiest player in the game, and when it came to the Von Erichs, they found many, many different ways to make sure that none of the Von Erichs actually won the title. Independence Day 1985, we have some of the spill out from the Parade of Champions earlier in the year as the great Kabuki and Chris Adams, who Kabuki had now become managed by Michael Hayes and had lost in the fourth fall of a handicap match to Chris Adams, who had been blinded by Kabuki and was wrestling in an eye patch. I have got to find the video for this next match because it had a battle of the managers. Sunshine and Jim Cornette, where Cornette was blindfolded and had one arm tied behind his back. And then the main event of that was the continuation of the feud between Chris Adams and Gino Hernandez and Kerry and Kevin Von Erich. This is not the big one uh, that would come later in the year, but this was building up to it. And if I remember right, Adams and Hernandez had not lost their hair yet. Labor Day, Star Wars 1985 was a wash. Uh, the biggest thing was the Von Carey and Kevin Von Erich and Brian Adias beating the one-man gang Mark Lewin and Jack Victory to win the six-man tag team titles. Thanksgiving had the masked Chris Adams and Gino Hernandez because they had had their hair shaved beat Carey and Kevin in a steel cage match for the American Tag Team titles. That was great because you had Terry Gordy and Brian Adias as the guest referees who got involved with each other throughout the match. I'm hoping that that match, the video for that match is still available on YouTube. I'll put it into the, I'll put it into the episode comments uh, when I find it. Christmas Star Wars 1985, Reunion Arena, Dallas, Texas. Lots of stuff going on there as they tried to rebuild again to get to where World Class had once been. Uh, you have Kerry and Kevin beating Adams and Hernandez by disqualification. You have the mixed tag match of Scott Casey and Sunshine versus John Tatum and Missy Hyatt. That was a... Brutal brawl between uh, those two ladies. 
Japanese heavyweight champion Antonio Inoki beat Dr. Death Steve Williams. Bruiser Brody and One Man Gang had a chain match with Brody winning. And then you had Kerry, Kevin, and Lance beating the Freebirds in a six-man tag match. Not for the titles, but simply just because to try to rebuild that again. Independence Day Star Wars 1986 Reunion Arena had two big matches again. Chris Adams beating Rick Rude to win the world-class heavyweight title, having been renamed from the American title uh, recently before that. And then the six-man tag team champions, Kevin, Mike, and Lance Von Erich beating Butch Reed, Buzz Sawyer, and Matt Bourne. Labor Day Star Wars 1986 had probably the smallest crowd of all of the Star Wars cards. And in it was a tag team tournament for the vacant world-class tag team titles. Uh, the tournament final ended with Buzz Sawyer and Matt Bourne beating Lance Von Erich and Chris Adams for the titles. Otherwise, you had... Abdullah the Butcher versus Bruiser Brody. And just a bloodbath. Thanksgiving 1986 had Fritz Von Erich coming back out of retirement again. This time to face Abdullah the Butcher in a submission match. Of which Fritz won by disqualification. All of these matches where there should not be a disqualification and... People still win by disqualification. That's kind of the way Fritz ran things. Christmas Star Wars 1986. Probably the last of the good Star Wars cards. You had Kevin and Mike Von Erich beating the world-class tag team champions Brian Adias and Al Madrill. And you had... Abdullah the Butcher and Bruiser Brody in a Loser Leave Town Steel Cage match, of which Abdullah won, Brody lost, and there, from there he went on to the AWA uh, to wrestle as King Kong Brody. The 1987. There is not much to say about 1987 in the Star Wars cards. There was no Independence Day Star Wars. And really the biggest matches on the cards featured Kevin Von Erich and Al Perez. Neither one of which got much better outside of world class. But the final card, the final one of the Star Wars, 1987, Reunion Arena, Dallas, Texas, drawing the absolute smallest crowd, but the biggest pre-internet sensation in the wrestling world. You had Texas champion Matt Bourne beating the Iron Sheik to retain the title. Then you had the massive six-man tag team title war in the cage where Kevin Von Erich, Chris Adams, and Steve Simpson beat Terry Gordy, Buddy Roberts, and Blackbird Parsons to win the vacant six-man tag team titles. This is the infamous match where it had Fritz coming into the ring, 
towards the end or after the match, getting himself handcuffed to the turnbuckle and Roberts and Parsons beating him to a pulp. The idea was to have him fake a heart attack. But if I remember my history right, the beatdown actually caused a real heart attack. And there were real issues with would Fritz survive? Well, Fritz survived for another like almost 30 years after that, having just died in the last few years. But with all of that excitement, they kept the cage up, and Al Perez, who was the world-class heavyweight champion, not fighting Kevin this time, but fighting Kerry. And Kerry had all kinds of troubles already with his uh, drug usage and all that. Plus having Fritz actually having a heart attack backstage and being rushed to the hospital. I'm surprised they even had this match. But you had Al Perez beating Kerry Von Erich. Again, the heart attack angle was to kind of try to revitalize the Freebird Von Erich. It was really just the final nail in the coffin for world class. They had nowhere else to go. It wasn't but a little bit later that they tried again uh, to merge with AWA and uh, Memphis CWA territories to become Pro Wrestling USA, which lasted like most of 1988. But beyond that, it was just ridiculously dull. It wasn't until the Eric Embry Skandar Akbar angle that went that took world class and USWA what Jerry Jarrett had made the combined Texas Memphis territory to actually bring anything back to world class and back to Dallas for wrestling and that didn't even last that long because the wrestlers got tired of having to do the Dallas shows and the Memphis shows because all the titles had been converged. That I covered a little bit more in episode 9, way back in December of 18. So I encourage you to go back and look at that. 81 to 87 had the entire bell curve of modern world-class championship wrestling. The starting out slow with Christmas Star Wars 81, building up through 84, and then just kind of careening to a death stop by 87. Next week, we're back in the Apostolic Fathers. We're going to be passing the halfway point of First Clement. I encourage you to be back next week for that. And until then, this is Pastor Doug Minton wishing you God's richest blessings as you wrestle with theology. Amen.